Hello, this is Daniel Patrick Brennan, and this is the Wine is Food podcast, and I am in Napa, California, uh, just next to Sonoma, California, with Jenny Schultz. Uh, Jenny, say hello to everybody in podcast land. Hello, podcast land. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have been wanting to try to interview you for a while because uh, not only are you an up-and-coming, hot-shot young winemaker... Uh, but you're also from the East Coast, and I think you had a uh, different journey than me, but it's certainly cool to see uh, somebody out here from uh, Jersey slash Philly uh, area. Uh, I think there's a few of us out here, but uh, not many, like all these Cali kids. Um, but yeah, the point of these that I've been doing so far is really just to see what this, what people's stories are, how they ended up here, how they got into wine, and maybe uh, dip into uh, some other things, some other subjects. But um, I know a few things about you, but I'm, I'm sure I'm going to learn more. Uh, but I think we'll probably start with undergrad. Where, you, where did you go to undergrad? I went to Villanova. Mm. I studied. Mm. <laughs> um, I studied chemistry there. Okay. Well, that yes. was a good. And then what, at that point, did you have any inclinations of wine? Or? It wasn't until later. Yeah, I actually went... Uh, started studying chemistry because I wanted to go into pharmaceuticals, which I did eventually do after college. But um, it wasn't until my senior year I started taking classes at the Wine School of Philadelphia that I like... Ah, yes. Another tie-in. Yes. 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 Um, I started taking a bunch of classes there, actually, and just got really interested in wine. So you were... Like in your senior year at Nova, and then you started taking classes there. Yeah, I mean, just pretty much like intro, like how yeah. to taste wine, and then like wines but of still, Italy, that's and pretty ambitious to while you're in the middle of a chemistry course to full time yeah. school to say, oh, I'm going to start taking these other classes. Yeah. Uh, see, I didn't know that about yes. you. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. And you met the legendary Keith Wallace there, who I interviewed uh, this past summer, and I only posted recently. Uh, sort of had that one in the in the backlog. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's a wild man. Yes, um, he is. <laughs> but that made a good impact on you then? It definitely did, yeah. Yeah. And it was so. just a random, I want to go take like a single class, and then it turned into more? It or? was a Christmas gift from an ex-boyfriend. Mm. Um, so you, so he can be blamed for all this. He, totally, it's all his fault, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. And yeah, so you were doing like, they do intro classes, Aaron. Did you do like yeah. one of the diplomas or whatever they did? Uh, I did the intermediate course and I also took um, a vineyard course as well where we went out to a vineyard winery out in uh, Pennsylvania somewhere. Yeah, somewhere in Pennsylvania and we just kind of helped like pull leaves in the summer and it was really hot and ridiculous (laughs) and the East Coast summers are pretty brutal but um, it was great. I mean, it was like good to at least just see the a little bit of the vineyard side because everything else prior to that was just tasting and you know science like wine making. Yeah, so, talking about it. Um, and yet, um, yeah. I'm assuming a variety of. I've always had good teachers there. I always had like different people that yeah. sort of different experts in different fields yeah. of Italian wine or you know aromatics or something like that. So, yeah, and then it was awesome. And then you just started looking into degrees or? Yeah. Then I just pretty much applied to every school in the country that had a winemaking program. And in the in that time, I was working in pharmaceuticals and just kind of realized, like, you know, this is 
this is like okay but this is not what I want to do with my life and I really I want to make wine and I still remember my parents face when I was like <laughs> I'm gonna to go to school for winemaking what like, <laughs> well you, you have a great job and you're yeah, making money you're, and why would you're you doing do this? so great Tony. Yeah. well I can I can do better and yeah do something that actually I like really am proud of the product that I make and I appreciate it a lot more than I do making drugs. So what kind of uh, pharmaceutical, you know, you won't, we don't have for any sort of copyright infringements <laughs> or those guys have big, big bank they books. So they, yeah, they might, they probably sue the, it'll suddenly be called the, like the Pfizer <laughs> wine is food podcast. If I say the wrong thing, but um, what were you, you know, without name, what kind of medicine or pills were you making or what were you, what was going or was it like real specialized stuff? No, I did everything from like, first phase clinical trial drugs like research mm-hmm. to um to testing of like drugs right before they were released so like my final job was it was actually really cool because i was like gowning up into like a clean room every day so just like wearing scrubs and actually producing the product which in a way that kind of really prepared me for the winemaking world because we were dealing with all these like weird pumps and everything was in line like the product was never exposed to the air so everything was in line and mm-hmm. these sanitized filters and so it'd be clean yes like you all, do in so the... it was like my intro to the tri-clamp world <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i'm still every year uh going through the intro to the tri-clamp world which uh, oh yeah you get like because, cycled back to it yeah we do the uh you know those other hoses that we have in the southern hemisphere which those other hoses yes, seen them. yes. um Though there is one, there are some converted dairy uh, tanks and things like that down in New Zealand that, uh, you know, uh, a dairy place either gets too big and they lose some small tanks and they sell them to the wine industry and then we, <laughs> we have to convert them some way. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, we could, we could go on and on about hoses and tanks and pumps. It'd be a really exciting podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but so then, yeah, so you applied to schools you got into davis which is uh, i guess you know right there with the best in the world uh that was exciting it was very exciting i was in starbucks when i called my mom my mom called me and i was getting coffee to go to my bartending job (laughs) at (laughs) night i also bartended on the side and yeah where were you doing that at um at the ugly moose in maniunk okay yeah yeah, yeah i remember that place sure so she I was like open that letter and she opened it and yeah no I was stoked I'm like was very excited to come out to California and I'd only been out here in wine country once before and um was definitely sold on it and yeah, knew sure. that this How is could you not be? yeah oh this is horrible I have to drink yeah. wine all day Manny Young or, <laughs> or wine country, country. Hmm. Hmm, tough tough, tough. decision yeah so I went with the tough decision, and I, yeah, came And out. how did you find Davis? Uh, so you were doing like a graduate degree, or what were you I doing? got my master's there. Okay. Yeah, so um, I absolutely love Davis. I actually, like, I miss it. It's awesome town, great yeah. school. Um, the professors were great. I worked for Doug Adams, and he's amazing, an amazing guy. So it was really cool. I really liked the research I did. I did research on tannins. So I was following tannins from the fruit to the finished wine throughout the entire winemaking process and where they're lost and where they're bound. Um, it was mostly lab like research, like all the assays were lab based, which is totally right up my alley. So yeah, 
it was really great. I mean, I absolutely loved my time there and still like go back for events whenever I can. Um, yeah, they probably good have some good wines hanging around and, there too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, that's a good, I'm sort of envious of uh, a strong chemistry background and going into to wine because I sort of had to just dive in and start taking chemistry classes all of a sudden but um so that was a fairly I guess easy transition for you um yeah but I you know I'd taken two years off of school and going back to kind of basic inorganic chemistry like when I was like wow I did this when I was 18 and now I was 25 at the time like just oh what is a redox reaction again I forget (laughs) so I was like had my mom send me my chemistry books out to California and yeah no it was I mean just a a normal transition of going back to school and just getting you know back into the student lifestyle um but yeah it was great I mean there the program there is it's very scientific based in a, a very good way yeah. Um, There's a lot of good minds there and a lot of things yeah. happening. Yeah. Uh, I was talking to a guy up in Oregon who was like an old Davis guy. He was like, oh, remember we had, uh, you know, a still in there and we were always brewing beer, yeah. but they made him take the still. The fire company made him take the still, <laughs> still out yeah. or something. I know. I still want to talk to that guy at some point. The still like, is still in the old winery. Oh, it is? Yeah, okay. They just, uh, I don't know what's going on with the old winery since they built the new one. But oh, yes. It's all that big... I think I either got an email or something where Davis has this new gorgeous it's amazing. facility. Yeah. And they're just doing all research wines there or? Um, that's all they've ever done. They don't have a, I don't know, they're not bonded or whatever it is yeah. to actually produce wine that they would sell. They'd pretty much just pour it out events. Um, but yeah, I mean like you have like a intro to winemaking class where you actually are making wine. So there. what years were you at Davis then? 2007 to 2009. Oh, okay. So recently. Yes, my recent career. Yes, yes. Okay. So then I met you in 2009. 2010. 2010. Beginning in 2010 okay. when I came to New Zealand. In New Zealand, actually, which yes. is, you know, we, uh, you know, somehow paths never crossed at any wine school Philadelphia classes. Yeah. Because I think I was there around the same time and hmm. yeah, mid 2000s, probably. Mm-hmm. 05, yeah. something like that. And, uh, Maybe we were in the same class and we didn't we even know didn't it. Even know Who it. knows? Two ships passing in the night, both ending <laughs> up in New Zealand yes. somehow. Uh, and you came for a really weird harvest, uh, mm-hmm. which was super late uh, yes. in 2010. Now I remember you said 2010. Uh, that was turned out to be a fantastic year for reds for us. A little bit of a strange year for whites because we had some rain and stuff. But then when it cleared up, I mean, it was like just dry and warm all the way through April, yeah. but you had to leave. I did. Because you were there for a short internship or like an early internship. Yeah, I was only, I was only there for 10 weeks, so it was pretty quick. And Church Road. Yeah. With Chris. Yes. Fantastic. I would love to interview that guy. He has He's a awesome. really interesting story where... He sort of came out of school, started with them at like the very bottom, and then just now he's the winemaker. Wow. Yeah. And I mean, turned that place around. When I arrived in Church Road, before he was the winemaker, and I don't want to throw anybody else under the bus, <laughs> but Church Road was like a brand on the comeback. And, mm-hmm. and uh, even just within the three years that I was in school in Hawks Bay, their wines just kept getting better and better with the more they released. And yeah, they're, make, they're putting out some fantastic stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, that was cool. You got to see some good wines and tour around yeah. a bit. 
What yeah. you think of New Zealand? I love New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to one of your other countries that you love yeah. in a second. Uh, yes. Because uh, you got to do um, this sort of uh, flying winemaking after you graduated. Uh, which is an interesting lifestyle, but it's pretty can be tough. Try, yes, I, I'm, it can. I'm experiencing <laughs> it right now, uh, on my way out of California again in a couple of weeks. But um, uh, well, well yeah. you know. So then you came back to where was your first harvest in California? You did a harvest before that. So um, when I graduated in '09, in June of '09, I started working at Three Sticks, which is where I'm at now in Sonoma. Um, I did my internship there, like my first internship ever. And uh, they're very small production. Like we do less than 5,000 cases total, which includes custom crushed as well. So it was actually like the the best first internship I think you can do because I did lab and seller work. So every two weeks I'd switch with the other interns. So it was... Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. It's perfect, yeah. And yep. they, I mean, for as small as they are, they have a full lab, which is great. So you do everything. Um yeah, it was awesome. And were they in the same facility they're at now? Yeah. Yeah, that's yep. been. I just wasn't sure how long that. Yeah, they've been there since like since '05 actually. Okay. So. Yeah, it's a the one thing I, <laughs> I uh, it, that place the vibe I get when I've walked in there is sort of clean and efficient and <laughs> and well put together and well thought out yeah. for a building that's you know not necessarily really designed to be a winery or or it's kind of small. It's yeah. Uh, that's the vibe that I get in there, but yeah. that, I'm sure that comes from you and your your hard work. Oh, of course, well. of yes, course, yeah. Yes. I mean, that vibe just follows me around. Yes. <laughs> so three sticks, and then so New that Zealand? was yeah my first internship, and then I went to New Zealand and um, worked at Church Road, and then I came back and worked at Acacia, which is in Napa, mm-hmm. and I was the harvest and all just there. Um, which was different because I was just in the lab. I mean, they're much bigger winery. Like, yeah, another big um, brand. Yeah, sure. Almost about the size of Church Road, though, whereas mm-hmm. I was doing cellar work in Church Road and then came back and was just straight in the lab. So it was a very different harvest because I was just in the lab. Like, I was very out of touch with what was actually being done for the day and what was being processed. And um, Yeah, I don't think I could do that job. It was hard. It was Yeah, yeah it was hard. I mean, I would have... My in other gr- like girls working with me would pull samples for me to run, and I wouldn't know if they were Pinot or Chardonnay until like they got to the lab. Yeah. So it's just it's kind of. Um, you mean like you just give them a code and then yeah, they, like, exactly. Run it off and, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. just go and get the sample. So it's just it's it's a little more out of touch than my winemaking preference, but you know it is yeah. what it is. A necessary job for a place. Yeah, like that. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, that was a really good experience. And then, yeah, I went to South Africa after that. And you liked South Africa, didn't you? I did. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about going I back again. I want to live there. No, yeah. I, I love South Africa. Um, well, I think, I don't country. know. I've always gotten sort of um, uh, mixed on the wines, I would say. But I think it's yeah. really, really tough because uh, when I've had like a South African or somebody who knows what they're doing, give me one of the wines. I'm, they've been fantastic. Yeah. Uh, when I pick one off the shelf, I've been disappointed sometimes. Yeah. Uh, obviously it's a mysterious, crazy place. I uh, would, would love to go check it out, but I mean, yeah. what did you love so much about it? Um, I mean, the country is beautiful. And also I think, uh, I, the place I ended up working at, I worked at Thelema mountain vineyards and, 
they're really one of the top producers in the country. I had no idea going into this. I would just kind of, you know, did a bunch of emails and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was absolutely amazing. The wines were really great that they make there, and the winemaker was like one of the coolest guys I've ever met. And was he South African? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Him and the assistant winemaker were just like pff, rad, like super awesome guys. Um, I really had a great harvest. It was really fun. It's absolutely beautiful there. And I think it was it's different than New Zealand because I actually had a month to travel after I worked. Mm-hmm. And it's a very diverse country. You see a lot of things that, you know, a lot of different levels in society that you don't see in your everyday life here yeah, ever in sure. America. So it's very, like, eye-opening, but in a way that makes you appreciate what you have, just the littlest things that you have. And... It was really cool. But then you would see, so you've seen, obviously, some amazing poverty and uh, probably some pretty bad heartbreak out there, heartache, and then, you know, giant chateaus and things like that as well, like big money there too in some uh, spots? or Some spots, but it's nothing, it's nothing crazy. I mean, I wouldn't, like, compared to Napa, no. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I just kind of meant, like, you know, uh, yeah, obviously for the... As far as money and wine, yeah. you know, there's a few places anywhere, anywhere like Napa. Yeah. Um, I just meant sort of in, you know, the 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 rich to poor thing where there's probably, you know, pretty far spread out there. And, it's, yeah. And I'm sure there is some money there and some big money there, but. Yeah, um, it's a very, like, diverse line. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think I'd just be curious to see how all that sort of shakes out from one thing, which is what you experience within the wine industry, which is mm-hmm. like, who are your pickers for instance? You know, is it like, yeah. Yeah, is it the similar thing? You know, so you have, you know, the uh, working class or the poor people might be your, your people, seasonal workers, migrant workers. Yes. What was that yeah. like? Yeah. Um, it was interesting because the, some of the, the people that I worked with at the winery were English guys and, with the women who were sorting fruit or people that were working in the vineyards were they're called the colored people down there. And, um, it was just, it's interesting to see even someone like in their twenties, like, uh, like thirties, twenties, our age to, mm-hmm. to like the comments they would say about these, the people that were, I mean, like pretty much yeah, doing mind. a huge part of making the wine as well. Yeah. And, um, it was it's just really eye opening and kind of like like yeah. caught me off guard a lot of times some some ignorance and some yeah. some, some yeah. Uh, harsh. just like just no appreciation whatsoever yeah. and um it's just it's weird to think that you know the young age that these people are that there's they still think this way yeah um so it's just it's it's such a weird transition to do that to go into a country where even the people our age have these these thoughts, and this is the way they think. And then to come back to America, where that's, that doesn't exist, um, it's very eye opening. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. No, I'd be so. I think that's uh, it's one thing to go visit a country, go vacation, go, and you see certain things, but it's another thing to work. Yeah. In a country and yeah. see how everyday lives shake out and. Yeah. And. Yeah, I mean, I see it's totally different, but I, you know, you you have I have my own thoughts on you know, say the indigenous people of New Zealand and how mm-hmm. that sort of 
works within certain dynamics of professional life or, or uh, community and things like that. So, uh, yeah, that's that's a yeah. tremendous experience. To, yeah, to go there, particularly. I mean, Africa is. You know, so what were the wines that you really liked from there? I mean, I mean, um, labels, yes, but I'm thinking more of like style wines that you liked from South Africa. I really liked that. A lot of people made a really, really nice Merlot down there. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, is a lot, a lot of that consumed domestically or? Yeah, it's not a whole lot is exported. Um, also some really nice cab. Oh, okay. So it's pretty hot, you know? Most, yeah. Because a lot of the stuff that I've had, it's been, uh, well, the Pinotage, which I don't know where that came from. It came in like a wave in, in the, I don't know yeah. if it was like that for their first push into some marketing person probably told them, well, you need to be different and, and yeah. this need, you know, you're going to try to make this the grape of South Africa. And, yeah. uh, I think it turned some people off. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've had some totally. great ones, but yeah, so have I, um, but it, it's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. And it, it, does depend on like what pinotage you're gonna have in the producer because I've had some ten Stank plus ones. year old <laughs> ones that are really awesome, and then some that are just absolutely horrible. Yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of somehow what put them on the map, I think. And then a lot of people went with it, and a lot of people like did not like where I was working did not make pinotage. Mm-hmm. So, but good. Um, I have had fairly consistent Sauvignon Blanc from mm-hmm. here. Um, yeah, they very tend nice to do well like. in like the Tri Nations competitions and things like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's Sauvignon Blanc. You know, I hope <laughs> you should be able to make a good one. You know, if you got the right climate. Yeah. Um, so Merlot and Cab, huh? I didn't know that. That's cool. That's like that was kind of my. What's my the drinking person. culture there? Kind of, you know, is that uh, it's kind of European sort of influence? I mean, yeah. I guess I'm just having a hard yeah, time understanding that. You know. Uh, like, like well, in when the you wine scene? Yeah, I guess when, when you say the wines are consumed domestically, is that yeah. uh, because they have a lot of tourism in Johannesburg? Or is it because, you know, there's a lot of families that have come there from Europe and they just drink wine with their meals uh, over the years? Or is it just kind of all, all over, you know? I don't think it's necessarily that wine is like a big, like a something you would have with your meal every night there, at least from what yep. I experienced, although I was you know, like mostly dealing with just wine people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a very European style Culture. wine consumption. Yeah, mm. exactly. Um, I'm sorry. And sorry, where was the place at? What part of South Africa? Oh, in Stellenbosch. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Which is actually like a college, like a, there's a university there, but that's one of the main wine regions also. Oh, okay. So, so you were doing like keg stands, uh, well, of, of wine. course, yeah. every night, yeah, yeah. We had <laughs> frat parties at our great cottage great, all great. the time. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, so then finished in <laughs> South Africa, uh, and then you uh, head back to California, to, and that's when and you, then so then I came back to I went was working at Acacia again. Yeah, and that's when I started full time as the enologist there. Um, Which is when I saw you last year. That was kind of where you were at last year. Yes. Last okay. harvest, yeah, mm-hmm. in 2011. And then an opportunity arose. Yes, yeah. And so I had always stayed in contact with Don, who's the winemaker at Three Sticks, and Tracy, who is the assistant winemaker, and just, you know, would pop in every now and then just say hi, because I really just had, like, a great relationship with them after even just working a harvest. Mm-hmm. And um, I knew that she was uh, planned to go back to school, a complete career change, and... Um, so yeah, this past spring, I guess it was, 
Dawn contacted me because she was leaving, and and here we are. Here we are. You're big time. You're kind of, I think I got a, a <laughs> an email or maybe it was something on Facebook that said uh, I'm kind of I'm a big kind deal. Of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not at yeah. all. No. <laughs> but uh, you have your own picture on the website. I do. That's that's yeah. a pretty big deal, and they're yeah. they're a nice brand, and uh, uh, that's that's awesome being able to work for a, you know a nice, well respected brand like that. Now most yeah. of their wines, it seemed because they're like sold out when I went to their website. Or, yeah. Uh, just uh, club members and things like that, or uh, mostly. You, I mean, you can sign up for their wine allocation list, and it's just kind of like this is what we're offering. Get it now or never, in a yeah. way, because we're just we're such small production. We did double our Chardonnay and Pinot production this past harvest, which was a lot of people were pretty up, crazy. up anyway with yields, but yeah. but you guys had planned to take on more, yeah, exactly, just to because you're the brand is growing, the demand, a bit. yeah, and so. Pinot, Chardonnay, and Cabernet. And Cab, yeah. And Pinot from Sonoma, where? It's Durrell Vineyards, yeah. We mostly get, well, we get all of our Pinot from there, from from Sonoma Valley, and then we also make a Pinot from down south, like Santa Barbara. Okay. Area. Where at in Sonoma Valley is, is that as far as? Durrell yeah. is uh, south, west. Okay. <laughs> of the okay. town of Sonoma. Okay, okay, that's I'm, fair enough. I'm thinking, yeah. Yeah, southwest. It's actually like three miles directly west of where 8th Street East is where we work. Okay, I know exactly I where know. that right is. Right on Arnold Drive. Yeah, sure, so. sure, sure. I've been uh, there a lot. I and you uh, have the, uh, the luxury of living outside of, right outside of this town of Sonoma. And you seem to like I that. Do. You seem to like living in Sonoma. <laughs> I do. I love living in Sonoma. Yeah. I'm not sure. I mean, I'm serious <laughs> about that. I think it's pretty. No, I mean, it's uh, it's one thing to uh, be able to work a job that you love, but you, you obviously love living here too, which I is do. great. Yeah. You know, and, and yeah. uh, I I, I uh, empathize or whatever. <laughs> I, I can totally understand that because I love living in Hawks Bay, and I you yeah. know it's a, a different even still, but I love the, you know I want to get back there and yeah. and live there. Yeah. Um, I think Sonoma is probably a bit more my speed and I live over here in Napa and, yeah. uh, but it's just the way it worked out. I mean, I'm not complaining. I live in a very nice place and all that, but <laughs> I think, you know, it's, it's, if I were to think like something long-term, I'd, I, uh, that, that area is really cool. Uh, yeah. and, um, I love it. It's super cute town and everyone's really nice. I mean, of course it's, you know, a little touristy, but we do live in wine country. Yeah. People come here well, to there's, be tourists. You know, it's, it's one thing I think what uh, living in wine country is pretty cool is, um, y- you know, you can have like sort of the quiet living or have, you know, fresh fresh farm foods, things like that, and obviously yeah. great wines and all that. But there still is culture around and there's events yeah. that are happening and there's a concert once every so often and there's, you know, an opera yeah. house not far away or, you know, not that you're going to the opera that often, but, you know, there are... <laughs> concerts and arts and things like that and little things to do and uh, as opposed to just living out in the middle of nowhere and maybe another kind of farming community but wine country tends to be uh good like that so you're enjoying that that's good i mean that's all coming together for you you know i feel like this is like a great time to interview you because (laughs) it's all it's all happening and and it's uh you know the career is going in the in the direction all that hard work is uh starting to pay off you know yeah it's, I mean, it is really exciting even just, it's, it's kind of weird for me. I was talking to someone last night about, I was like, I love my job and it's almost weird to say that because yeah. not many people say that. 
Yeah. But, no, I'm like, well, I I'm, love my job, you know, like, and I'm thinking I, of, uh, we could probably go <laughs> down the list of your fellow Villanova grads yeah, that, that, you, that you probably keep in touch that. with or whatever. Yeah. And, and say, oh, you know, because yeah, I get those calls and then those emails yeah. like, what are you up to, man? Oh, you know. I know. And uh, uh, it can be a challenging career path at times. And yeah. uh, money's not always great or anything like that. But I think uh, yeah. what uh, what I think is really cool about what you've done is you recognize that at a pretty young age that you, you know, there's uh, probably at a, a, a very good age, too, where I've had, I went to school with some people that were like 18 and they went into a wine degree. And I thought, yeah. how the hell can you do that? Yeah. Um, and I, I've met some people around here like that. And it sort of took a special, the special type of person to either even get through the degree and then still be doing it four or five years later. Mm-hmm. Um, so you seem to appreciate it at a really good time. Um, there are, and then there's sort of the other side where people might go back at it when they're 40 or something yeah, like that, exactly. you know, and yeah. have a midlife crisis or whatever. Yeah. So you had like a quarter life crisis. Exactly. What, yeah. you're no big deal. I mean, everyone does. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a so. very interesting time actually when you yeah. uh, go to school for all these years and then you finish school and then you're like, well, I've been told to do good at school all this. And then you're like, this is it. Yeah. This is what life this is. This is what you know? I'm going to do. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think it's like, that's just a lot of people just kind of get sucked into what they should do or what mm-hmm. they do do and um i remember when i left my job cuz i was like i said i you know i got into graduate school i'm going to study winemaking in california and the people i worked with were just like oh, that's amazing like good for you you're following your dream you're doing what's going to make you happy and i was just like you can do it too <laughs> you can totally do it too like i'm yeah. not like this crazy hero in any way like, well, i just kind of you know i'm pump the brakes a little bit we want to say <laughs> maybe maybe the hero part or maybe the crazy part but. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just you know i do what i enjoy and i love yeah and all of my you know a lot of my friends back home are always i talk about you all the time and you make wine and that's great and just like well i actually just i do what i you know set out to do what i wanted to do and so is there any of uh three sticks available like in new jersey i don't i wouldn't even ask about pennsylvania (laughs) yeah let's not go there that's that's a mess but um there you know what there must be i'm not yeah, really but it's not like you, side, yeah, because friends are like saying, "Oh, where can we get your wine?" I always oh, hear yeah. that, like you know, where we want to get the wine, your wine, or we want to get where you works wine, and I'm like, eh, it's not really. Yeah, they're in Iowa. They yet. do <laughs> distribute to. There must be some wine shops in New Jersey. I don't know which ones. I think it's well, on the know, website. This is a chance to you know tell the world, but we you know we will uh, post up on the podcast site uh, threestickswines.com. And then there's a Facebook page, uh, which I'm sure is backslash three sticks wines. wines, Yeah. We'll find it and post it up there. Yeah. And by wool, I mean my team of producers. They're all editors. So many of them. Yeah. Hitting the buttons. We have had some guest uh, (laughs) producers once in a while. And by that, I mean people that have sat in and listened, (laughs) uh, which adds another sort of uh, a feel to the interview. Um, but do you believe that we just did 30 minutes just like that? Really? Yeah. And, and we barely wow. touched on, you know, all your favorite wines, plans for the future. Uh, unfortunately, the Schultz name, I think, is already taken for a I wine saw, label. There's no T in that one, though, by the Ooh, way. Yeah, but you might, you might not want to confuse people. I know. Well, I'm not, yeah, it's not going to uh, happen. But Jenny? Maybe Jenny, Jenny, yeah. That's probably taken, too. <laughs> 
Um, Jenny Wine. Well, thanks for doing this. That was pretty yeah. pretty easy, right? You Thank know? you. Yeah, um, it was fun. And uh, uh, like I said, we'll po- we'll post up that and uh, some other information. I, I would actually like to find out uh, the name of the winery in South Africa and put that up there as well. And uh, maybe even Church Road too. Just we'll follow the whole career. Just and, follow me uh, around the world. And uh, thanks for doing it. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Thank you. Ooh, that was a loud one. <laughs>